Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Yellow Square podcast. Uh, you may be wondering uh, why you hear my voice. Uh, unfortunately, Ned, Ned can't join us uh, on this week's episode. Uh, so you've just got me. We chatted um, off off recording and uh, he still absolutely wanted uh, an episode to go out this week. So it's just going to be me, just going to be talking about um, the Plymouth game plus a couple of other bits and pieces emerging from the club this week. Uh, but we really just wanted to, to kind of get something out and get our thoughts out there on what was another, to be honest, ultimately encouraging week uh, week uh, for the club at the start of the brand new season. Um, obviously, coming off the back of a 0-0 draw against Plymouth Argyle, and uh, I'll kind of go into that in a minute. But also, same week where unfortunately we went out uh, of the the Carabao Cup on penalties against Stevenage. Um, I was at that game. It was another relatively interesting game. Stevenage um, did pretty well to to shut us down. Uh, we started the game well with with Bio getting a goal from about the fifth minute. Um, but then we we just couldn't really match the tempo, uh, and I think that was uh, that was kind of the main concern for me coming into this week's sort of coming into the Plymouth game versus um, what I saw at Stevenage. Obviously, we started the season so well against QPR, but I think, you know, as we spoke, Ned and I, at the start of the week, um, after that game, just not wanting to kind of get too ahead of ourselves because uh, QPR are pretty bad that day. Obviously, they've gone and won, um, of course. It's a championship this weekend, uh, but I was a bit concerned uh, after the Stevenage game as to was it a bit of a flash in the pan in terms of the intensity and, and the, the pressure that we that we put the um, teams under um, after the disappointment in midweek. But it, uh, but it turns out no. Um, I was really impressed, really encouraged by the uh, by the performance yesterday. Uh, yes, it was nil nil, but I think um, uh, lots of people have been talking about this. Uh, there's been lots going on, on social media uh, and coming out of the club that you know it really does look like there's a very clearly defined style of play. Um, I really like the way that that Valerius Mail has got the boys playing. We're starting games on the front foot. We've got lots of different options going forward. Uh, the wing backs are providing a real, uh, real outlet and real threat. And and I think we're good at mixing up um, how we sort of break the lines. We can either go long through Hoot, or we can play the ball through the middle through Loser um, Deli Bashiru, um, or we can go up to to Bio, and he can act as that little bit of a springboard. So, yeah. Um, I think uh, overall a pretty encouraging, encouraging display. Uh, I think um, the main, the main concern at the moment is is kind of twofold distribution at the back with Backman. Um, obviously, is a major question mark over him. We've known for a while about his. Um, issues with the ball at his feet uh seriously no question marks over his shot stopping in my personal opinion i think he proved that yesterday with some excellent saves but he did let up a couple of opportunities um but for, for me and as i said last uh, said in last week's episode if we're going to play this style of football and it's going to be as entertaining as it has been to date I'm prepared to, to give up an opportunity here and there by playing out the back. Yesterday was too much. Uh, I think everyone would probably agree with, with me on that one. Um, there was some very sloppy play from, from Backman, and he's going to have to hold his, his head up uh, and hold his hands up, sorry, and acknowledge that. But, um, you know, he's being asked to learn on the job. Um, I, think, I think the club has clearly got no designs on replacing him with the new deal. So um, I think we should just absolutely sort of see how it goes. Um, 
for the next couple of next couple of weeks. Hopefully he'll settle down. And I don't think he needs to do anything clever because, in my opinion, looking at the defence now, Hoot and Porteous are really solid, very capable of being on the ball, playing it out themselves. I think Porteous was solid. He did much more sort of defensive work, and I was really impressed with him. But but it was really Hoot yesterday that um, that stood out and shone and playing out from the back. Not only was he extremely solid defensively, he made some excellent covering tackles, particularly in the second half. But his distribution, um, long raking crossfield passes out onto the right-hand side, also balls over the top or bending it down the left-hand side for um, the Martins to run onto in the first half. All little incisive passes. Um, I thought he, he really shone and is, uh, is someone who I really think can can really flourish in this system. Um, so real signs of encouragement from, 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 from the back. Um, and you know, I think it's worth acknowledging that they did uh, they did defend well. And given the the chances that we have let up, uh, I think we're the only side in the in the championship now that has hasn't conceded a goal yet this season. So there's something in that. What really impressed me yesterday though was uh, I think the I think the wing backs um, Morris and and Andrews both really continuing to develop, looking very much at home. I think I was a bit nervous coming into the to the season about Morris and Andrews. I was worried that they might be found out a little bit just through a lack of experience and, and age. Um, as well as some of the physicality aspects, Morris is quite slight uh, and I think teams might might focus on him. And I think we saw that a little bit yesterday with Whitaker, but but Morris was excellent. Um, he you know he was right up there in terms of my, my sort of votes for man of the match. Um, they're just they're just very solid. They're both continuing to develop. My only concern with these two guys at the moment is their end product. They're getting into good positions. Um, I think and I just think that end product sometimes uh, they let themselves down a little bit. Which is a shame, but I think personally that is that is just age and and what you can see, particularly with Andrews, I think his end product is coming from him rushing a little bit because he wants to make an impact. He wants to be the difference, which is exactly the kind of player that I think we should be all getting behind. So those two boys, massive thumbs up to them, and I really hope they continue to be given a chance. Um, but uh, we'll have to sort of wait out. I think I think sort of five to ten games into the league season is is kind of the point where we should be looking if if they're offering us everything we need. But so far, massive thumbs up, and, and I thought those boys were were real sort of strong performers. Midfield wise, um, again, I thought it was pretty good. Sierra solid. He looks much more comfortable on the ball than I can remember him being as a centre-back <laughs> at the club. Uh, some good little incisive passes, read the game pretty well, dropped in some nice spaces. But I think, uh, for me, the key question mark I've got is how we will do against better sides. Yes, Plymouth are a good team and, and, and they probably should have led off uh, the episode by saying that they did really well. I thought they were hard to break down. Um they created chances and they were obviously supported uh, by a real strong backing. So, so full credit to those guys that they, they did their job very well. But against the likes of Leicester, Southampton, the stronger teams at the top of the table, I would worry about him being caught on the ball a little bit more than, than someone like Livermore, who, um, I mean, I might as well talk about him now. I was just sort of 
thinking that, that Livermore looked a bit calmer on the ball. He was able to get out of some tighter spaces. And, and, and for me, I think there is a natural transition that takes place between Livermore and Sierra fairly soon, where Livermore starts to play a bit more. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be changing things right now. TDB, Dele Bashiru, uh, is quickly becoming... For me, one of the uh, one of the emerging players of the season, I think we all knew he had a little, he had quality in him. There were just question marks over his uh, over his injury record, but this season it looks like he's had a great preseason, and he is attacking games. I think he he transitions the ball excellently. He looks good going forward. He doesn't look uh, afraid to to make a pass or play the ball out of a tight space, but also. His defensive work, I think, is excellent. There was a number of times in the first half yesterday where he won the ball back high up the pitch, some good interceptions. And I, and I think just generally, athletically, he's all over the pitch at the moment. So massive thumbs up to him. Uh, he was one of my players uh, of the match yesterday. And, and and loser, it's just another good performance. I think it's going to be very difficult uh, to kind of break down every single one of his performances because I think he's always... He's always going to be the, one of the top performers in the team. He had a great strike from about, it felt, felt about about 30 yards yesterday, which clipped the outside of the post on another day that, that nestles in because the keeper was nowhere near it. Um, and he just looks kind of effortless uh, at this level. And I really do believe he's flourishing in that um, leadership role that Valerian Ismail has given him. And that kind of brings us on to the front three, which I think is the, is the part yesterday which let us down, that final third. Um, Martins, I'm going to get Martins out of the way. He, he looked the most threatening of the starting eleven. Um, the ball was coming through him a lot. He looks good on that on that left hand side, cutting in with Morris being that um, outlet to him on the left. I think he looks like one of those players that looks determined to score every time he gets the ball, which is brilliant. But I think that sometimes clouds his judgment a little bit. So going forward might be something that we need to to look at. But, uh, but he looked like the most threatening. It's the other two, Semmer and Bio, where I now start to have a bit of question marks over their, their places in the team. And that feels really weird for saying, because for, particularly for Semmer, he was quiet yesterday. He's been playing out on the right-hand side. I think Valerian Smell wants him to cut in, but he's extremely one-footed, um, as we know. But his work rate so far is, has always kept him in the side and, and he just looks like someone who's so determined to do the best he can and, and work as hard as he can for the club. And I think when they switched flanks, Semmer and, and Martins, halfway through, the, uh, halfway through the first half, it nullified Martins a bit. So my question marks remain over, over Semmer. He might not fit into this system, especially when we think about the subs that came on maybe he transitions to a left wing back role. He might start to be a bit more effective out there. We know he can perform in that role. And in this really attacking Ismail system with his delivery and pace, he might really work in that role. And notwithstanding, um, Morris has continued excellent performances or Jamal Lewis coming into the side at some point. And that brings us on to Bio, which is a real... He's a real interesting one because I've seen loads of very good things from him, in my opinion, this season. He looks like he's had a good preseason. He looks more athletic. He looks hungrier. I just think he's really inconsistent. He looks like the kind of player that needs to score a goal early in a game, and that settles him really nicely. His link-up play was, was decent, but there were times where his touch let him down. He had that excellent left-footed volley over his shoulder in the first half, which just whistled past the post, um, which, you know... 
he did it last season against Rotherham and he sort of that that volley. He looks like a player that will get one or two chances a game. Um and it really depends on on, on which Bayo turns up as to whether or not they go in. He missed that Giltes chance in the second half after a oh, hell of a ball from from uh, Aspria, wasn't it? Real switch ball back behind the defence and Plymouth had no idea what was going on. But again, Bayo made the run that made that possible. He made some good ball runs into the channel in the first half. He's working really hard and he, he's pressing very well at the moment. He's clearly doing exactly what Ismail wants him to do. And I think that is why the messaging from the club uh, in midweek, where they're talking about Leao trying to sign a number nine, they're making no bones about it, but it's not a replacement for Bayo, it's a competitor, which I think says where the club sees Bayo at the moment. Um, I desperately want him to to do well there's something for me about bio where i'm a bit of a proponent of his at the moment now he may drop off uh, we might we might not see him bag a, a goal for five six games and if that does happen then 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 i see changes happening uh pretty pretty swiftly because we can't afford to create chances and not score them obviously but i really do see him scoring maybe another one or two goals um, in the next f- four or five games, um, and if he does that, then then you got to look at sticking with him. So he's got a real question mark over his um, head at the moment as to kind of exactly where he he fits. I'm neither I have I'm neither kind of in the side, no questions asked, or get rid. Um, I kind of I'm kind of uncertain. Um, I'd love to have Ned with me right now so I can bounce some ideas off him. Um, but that's kind of where I'm sat uh, with with him. So, yeah, bit of an odd one. But I think the changes yesterday, looking at the subs, um, were really interesting. Chakvet, I mean, uh, Chakvet Aspria, Livermore, Kone, all coming on at the same time. Loved that from Ismail. Decisive changes early in the second half to try and unlock and change something. And I really think they did, actually. Um, Plymouth started pretty well. They were getting some good chances on the counter. But but I think that those changes really showed um, actually quite how much depth we've got um, in the squad at the moment. Chak Vitaze, again, was lively. He was dropping deep. Um, but I didn't think it was detrimental to him. He was able to bring the ball um, away from danger, spray it around, and as you saw, the width that was happening in, uh, was opening up. I think it was all to do with with Chakvetadze, um being able to find those passes. So again, really impressed with him. He might be the person that I think um, comes in for Semmer out on on that right hand side or that left hand side. But Aspria, oh yes, um, I think he's a most likely change now. Uh, into that sort of starting eleven that that was named at the start of the season, he just looked a cut above, in my opinion. I know it's the first time we'd seen him, but I think he offers something slightly different to to Martins, and in, in that he has that ability to find a pass, real incisive from depth. Um, some excellent little passes inside, perfectly weighted, able to to carry the ball, get out of tight positions, and and open up the play again. I think he fits better into that system. Um, so it, it could be between him and Chakvetadze for for that for that position replacing Semmer, I think. Uh, Livermore and Kone, again, they, they came on. They were pretty good. Um, Livermore, as I said, 
he looked calm, got out of some tight positions and some lovely, lovely incisive passes from him going forward. Kone, Kone, I think, still has time to develop. Um, he's very immature in terms of his sort of professional footballing career, as, as is, is pretty well known. He's pretty good going forward. He's good at carrying the ball, but I think his final ball is lacking. And I think that just comes with a bit of time and experience. And I think he's one of those guys that probably needs a really good game um, this season, either a full 90 minutes or make a real impact from the bench to make to settle him down and make him think, no, no, I can do this. You know, I can play at this level. Um, so I don't think he's ready for the starting 11 yet, but he looked pretty good coming on. And and Kambe came on um, late on. Um, so nothing really to talk about it, uh, about him, in my opinion. But overall, I think a real strong, positive performance. Um, we put out on socials yesterday that I think uh, I think now we have a clear style of play that we can all get behind. We know how Ismail wants to play, and it and it is entertaining to watch. Loads of options all over the pitch. It's attacking. I think we just need a couple of those chances to go in, and and then I think everyone is going to really get behind it. Um, there's plenty of positives. I'm really excited to see how we go away now against Stoke next week. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it's an overwhelmingly positive feeling at the start of the season. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Question marks obviously remain over distribution um, and with, with Backman and also our ability to convert chances at the other end. Uh, but um, I think that is going to be the case when we're learning such a specific style of play and you've got players who are clearly hungry um, at, at the other end of the pitch to, to want to make an impression I think they just need to settle down and I think that will come with time and that kind of leads more nicely to just some some other bits and pieces we had the fans forum in the week there was lots of interesting comments that came out of it and I think it really shows where the club is right now um, Duxbury was talking about patience he was talking about um, certain games last year where you couldn't see an identity or a style of play all really pointing to the to uh, the idea i think that they're really wanting to get behind ismail and i think it it also it points to the uh the idea that that has always been the case in in under the potsos where i think as long as they're seeing progress off the pitch um, supported by results on the pitch that more often than not they're prepared to, to give the manager time and I think if we can maintain this for 10-15 games I think Ismail then really stands a good chance of, of progressing and, and really starting to mould an identity and I think everything will settle down at the club a little bit because um, it's still, still up in the air isn't it but yeah some really interesting points coming out for, from Duxbury um, also, some comments I know from from uh, from Ben Manger as well, but some interesting references to Elton John and Luther Blissett. Uh, already suggesting that Sir Elton is is actually pretty heavily involved already. We know he's already uh, in the ear of, of Scott uh, all the time, uh, but it looks like he's currently in France. And then he's when he heads back to the UK, I think he's he's going to be even more prominent, and we might see a few appearances with him at the ground, which would be brilliant because uh, I hope the fans can uh, can serenade him with with your song, which would be absolutely brilliant. But interestingly, Luther Blissett set to take a uh, a more prominent role within the club. I'm wondering whether this is some kind of ambassadorial role or. Um, working with with the youth or the academy sides there's talking about um 
really instilling that Watford DNA, the Watford way of playing, really trying to, to focus on the culture and, and the heritage, which I think overall the, the club has been pretty good with in the last couple of years. So that'd be really interesting to see is, is how you could get Luther Blissett uh, involved a bit more because he's someone who cares about the club. That goes without saying, but he's so good in the local community. And I think that needs to be absolutely harnessed um, uh, much, much more. So, yeah, overall, a real I've, I've got a real buoyant sense of, of uh, optimism surrounding the club right now. Um, and I'm really looking forward to see where this team goes. I'm expecting a couple of signings. Um, maybe not this week, but as we get towards the end of the window, I know we've been linked with some some uh, big big target forwards um, to, uh, to 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 help support Bio. Some great highlights reels going on around the route there, but I'm trying not to get too excited. Um, but yeah, I'm going to leave it there. It was only a short little one. Um, hopefully, we'll be back to to normal. Um, next week Ned will be joining us again um but uh yeah love to hear your thoughts uh, particularly uh, on on where the squad is at any changes you'd make is the style of play what you want to hear please drop a comment or feel free to get in touch with us on all our socials uh but yeah until next time until after the stoke game have a great week everyone and uh yeah come on you on it's <laughs>